When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is there's no one way to play them. You can't go pressure heavy. You can't just void yourself with pressure. You can't play all man. You can't play all zone. You got to mix it up. Quarterback is definitely great. He's got great weapons. They got a great offensive scheme. And they're really tough to beat. Your Mile High Report press conference update begins now. Well, Broncos country, as you can imagine, the theme of the day was how hard it is to stop the Chiefs. Vic Fangio pointed out how amazing the offensive weapons are, even beyond Patrick Mahomes, as well as how athletic a couple of the Chiefs defenders are, particularly in Chris Jones and Tyron Matthau. Earlier today, the KC coach Andy Reid said Drew Locke plays big, and the Broncos quarterback certainly appreciated the compliment. Of course... Being able to be the first Denver QB to beat the Chiefs since Peyton Manning would be an even greater compliment for the young QB. Take a listen. Hey Vic, um, in the red zone for you guys offensively, 30th through a couple of weeks now, why, why is that a tough area for a young quarterback and also a young receiver and tight ends? Well, everything gets squished up down there. You know, the inline becomes the 12th defender for the defense. And uh, things are tighter. Things have to be more precise. Um, and it's just tougher for the offense down there. Um, the good red zone offenses are able to run the ball some down there, too, and have a good mix of run and pass. And uh, we haven't found our niche down there yet, obviously. Nick, when you face the, the really top-level quarterbacks, how, how do you – think about whether to blitz them or not, given a lot of those guys almost want you to blitz them. I mean, how, how do you walk that line when you're trying to decide? Well, it's a fine line, like you said, but the definition of a great quarterback to me is one of the definition is there's no one way to play them. Um, you can't go pressure heavy. You can't just void yourself with pressure. You can't play all man. You can't play all zone. You got to mix it up because the great quarterbacks are too good. And this quarterback is definitely great. He's got great weapons. They got a great offensive scheme and they're really tough to beat. So there's no one way to play them or people would have tried it. As you've seen the scores, nobody's kind of broken that code yet. Coach, did they give you more to think about with Andy Reid running the ball 45 times against the Bills as they look like they dropped now, just from my naked eye, like eight guys practically in coverage, and they still won in a, in a totally untraditional way for them. Does that give you more something to think about after what they did against Buffalo? Yeah, I mean, believe it or not, they're a better offense than they were last year. And uh, because of the addition of Edwards, you know, Hilaire, you know, he's a great back. And, uh, well, I don't know. He had 160, 70 yards rushing the other night. He's had, he's run the ball good all season. They have another weapon. They have another dimension to their game. And uh, when you add him to 
who Mahomes can deal the ball to, to the wideouts and the tight ends, you know, they're double tough to stop, you know. You know, since Mahomes has become the starting quarterback there, they're an offsides penalty in the 2018 championship game from being going for a three-peat here, not just a repeat. So they're really, really good, and they've even gotten better because of that back. Yeah, Coach, uh, Andy Reid has a little bit of hocus-pocus to his offense, misdirection, look over here, play goes over there. Um, is that difficult, you know, as a defensive coordinator when you go against a guy who, who does that kind of stuff and does it work? Yeah, it does make it difficult, and it does work, you know, when you have the weapons that they have. Um, but it's one thing to have great talent. These guys execute the stuff they do, which is multiple, very, very well, and it starts with the quarterback. Um, but, you know, Andy's probably having more fun now than he's ever had in his coaching career with the guys he's got on offense and that quarterback being the trigger guy. So they're really tough to stop. You know, they got a lot of weapons. They can run it. They can throw it. They throw it deep. They run the reverses. They run the fly sweeps. They're a good screen team. You name it, they got it. And Andy does a good job of orchestrating it when he's calling the game. Travis Kelsey had that big game, as you remember, in the snow last year. And um, so my, I'm curious to get your take on this. I mean, he and Pat always seem to have things figured out when, when the conditions aren't right or, or when nothing else seems to be working. And I just was curious, feel like that's just two good players doing what they do, or you feel like there's maybe something a little else between the two of them? Both. Um, they definitely have karma between them. You know, they can ad-lib the routes, and they're all on the, both of them are on the same page when they're doing that. He's a really tough guy to cover. He's got size. He's got great route running instincts, when to pivot, when to not pivot, when to stay with the exact route. And um, obviously Mahomes is very comfortable throwing it to him because he's got he's a big guy. And a lot of times he's on DB, so he outsizes them. But yet he runs really good routes. So they're, pre they're precise, and when they need to add lib, They've been together now. This is their third season with Mahomes being the starter, and they really got some good karma between each other. You mentioned the running backs uh, with the Chiefs, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and, and what they did coming off of Buffalo, but what was your reaction when you heard they added Le'Veon Bell, and, and what are some of the challenges defending against a dual-threat running back? Well, it's always a big challenge. You know, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a dual-threat. He's a good receiver out of the backfield. We all know that Le'Veon Bell has been that his entire career, and Williams is a damn good back, too. So it's almost no matter who they put in there, it's a threat, you know, because this is an offense that uses the running back, both obviously in the running game and in the passing game. And all three of those guys, including Darwin Thompson, are, are all capable of filling that role for them and doing it well. Hey, Vic, uh, I guess I want to ask you about two of their key defensive players and how unique they are. Chris Jones, given, you know, his size as a pass rusher, run, playing a run inside, and then the versatility of Matthew. Uh, he can rush the pass or he can play uh, in pass defense. How unique are those guys' skill sets in your experience as a one of the top defensive coaches in football and how they use them? Yeah, starting with Chris Jones, he's uh... – He's a monster inside there. When they rush him, you know, he, 
you know, if he's not the best inside rusher in the game, he's two or three. And he's a big guy that's got power, strength. He's a good athlete for a man his size. He's got a great knack for batting balls. You know, he he made three or four of the biggest plays for them last year in the Super Bowl, which uh, allowed them to win that game. You know, he's tremendous. And they obviously think so, too, by what they paid him, which I was hoping they lost him somehow. Um, Matt, you know, Honey Badger is a uh, just a great, versatile defensive back. He can play safety. He can play nickel. Uh, he can play dime. You know, if they got thin, he could go out and play corner. He's just a tremendous, instinctive football player no matter what he's doing, whether he's playing a deep zone, whether he's covering somebody man, whether he's blitzing. You know, he's one of the most versatile, instinctive defensive backs that I've seen in the last 10 years or so, you know, he's been around. Um, so those two guys are great, great players. Vic Bradley Chubb, three and a half sacks in the last couple games. Is Has he gotten his legs completely back under him? Is he just getting some momentum going? What's kind of your prognosis of where he's at right now? He's definitely improving each and every week, you know, coming off the ACL. Um, you know, if you were to – it's harder to see on a week-to-week basis to a degree, but if you compare week one and week two to week five, you would see the difference. He's getting better and better. He's getting more confident on it. He's feeling stronger on it, and it's reflective in his play. Hey, Vic, thank you. Um, I wonder if you could just sort of summarize uh, through Locke's arc, uh, the progress he's made since you first got him and, and – and also, just what do you think the key to that has been? Well, his progress has been good when he's been out there. You know, since we got him, since you phrased it that way, you know, he missed the first 10 weeks of the season last week, last year. Did a nice job getting his first action down the stretch. You know, then has a good camp this year and then gets hurt very early, like the 10th or 11th play in the second game. and you know, misses all of that game, really, in the next two. So, you know, gets to start last week. So we need a good stretch with him, you know, where he can play the rest of the season, for instance, and get comfortable in there. The guys get comfortable with him. The coaches get to know him better and tailor things to him that he does well. But he's he's doing good. I'm glad we have him. I have great hope for him, and uh, we're glad we have him. Hey, Coach, piggybacking off of that, Andy Reid said the beautiful thing about Drew Locke's game is that he gets better Is that he gets better over time. Uh, how much time do you think it, it takes for a quarterback to show who he truly is in the NFL? They get better. The good, the great ones get better every day, every season, every game. Just like Mahomes. I mean, it's hard for you to believe. You might think I'm just blowing smoke, but he's better this year than he was last year. And he was better last year than he was the year before. You know, these are young quarterbacks that regardless of what level they're at right now, they can continue to improve because their skill sets just keep getting better and better. Coach, uh, KJ hasn't played much this season, but when he's been out there, how does he change how you're able to attack defenses? And then what do you? what's his prognosis for this week, do you think? Yeah, we're hopeful that he can play this week. We'll see how he does these next couple of days in practice. Um, but he has speed, you know, and he's um, and he's quick, and he's a really good runner with the ball after the catch. So anytime you can add a guy like that to your offense, it's going to help you. 
feel like we can expect them to come at us. That's kind of their defense. So they got guys that love to rush the passer. Um, Tyra Matthews, an extremely skilled guy back there, especially with rushing the passer, passer as well. All their corners and safeties can make plays on the ball. Um, it's This is a tough task for us, without a doubt. And, uh, you know, we got to put, to put together a good week of practice and just be ready to go. As far as how I feel deep coordinators are playing us, I mean, we got we got a good amount of pressure last game. A lot of man, um, some zone here and there. So I feel like people are really mixing it up on us. Um, definitely not afraid to, to blitz me, try to get me to move around the pocket, make steps that, you know, Maybe I should have stepped up once, or maybe I should have pushed out of the pocket. Um, as long as I know my job and I know where to go with the football, and I am let's how do I say this? I am disciplined in my footwork and going from read to read, then I feel like you can really play me however you want. As long as I know my job, um, I'll be confident out there. I'm a homes on the other side. Do you feel uh, pressure? You're going to have to put it up and put up the put up the points. You know, as a quarterback, you pretty much feel that pressure every single game to put up points. Um, you know, Pat has been known to put up a lot of points in that offense. So, I mean, if you want to go off stats and how many points they score a game, then technically speaking, you'd want to be a little prepared to have to put a lot of points up. But I feel like our defense is playing their butt off right now. Um, I am I'm proud of the way they played last week. They kept us in that game. And uh, there's, there's no – it's no saying that they can't go out and play an awesome game on Sunday and do a great job, Kareem and Justin, you know, maybe get a few guys back on the D-line and just let those guys roll and come out their A game. We'll see how things turn out. Hey, Drew, a big point of emphasis was made this offseason on adding speed to your roster to kind of keep up with the Chiefs. Uh, what, what do you think a healthy handler would provide for your offense? And also, do you think Judy's uh, kind of due for a big breakout? Yeah, KJ would be big. We've all been really excited to see him out on the field, and we got a little taste of that in Pittsburgh. And um, we're just excited for him to hopefully come back and you know start helping us on the field a little bit. Um, as far as Jerry goes, um, anytime Jerry Judy's on the field, you should expect to break out day from him. That's just the type of player he is. Um, that's the type of mentality that he brings to the field, and you know, that's the type of player that we all know he is on the offensive side of the ball. And um, so, yeah, any anytime. Any given Sunday, uh, Jerry can come out and have a breakout day. What kind of measuring stick do you think this game is, or is that overstated? Measuring stick there is that it's a division game. Uh, that's big. And uh, if you're going to look at it in the heart of Broncos country, it's a, it's even bigger. Um, it's the Kansas City Chiefs, and you know if you want to look at it in my heart, it might be pretty big too. You know, it's my it's my uh, hometown, and uh, you know at the same time I can't let that you know. Change the way I play. It's just a regular game. Go through my reads. Try to push us down the field and score points. Um, but no, this is just just another week. This week uh, we're going to come out and prepare the same way. Um, extremely hard, and be ready to go Sunday like it's any other Sunday. Yeah, Drew. Obviously, that was your only loss last year as a starter up there. What What were just some of the biggest things you learned outside of you know Jeff mentioned they they came and they attacked you, but what were just some of the lessons that you learned after a game like that against a team that obviously went on to do what it did? Yeah, well, I found out I can still throw the football in snow. So that was a big, <laughs> that was a big first one for me. Um, found out a lot about just who their players are on defense. It's always nice to be able to 
play that team. Well, this would be my first time, actually, but playing a team that you've already played um, to where you know those guys, you know how they move, you kind of know how they think. Um, I've seen Frank Clark rush the passer a couple times in that game. Uh, I've seen Chris Jones rush the passer a couple times that game. It's just you, you know what to be aware of. Um, you've got a good idea on who you think they are, and how they could come out and throw something completely different at us. Uh, but it's it's comfortable feeling to know that you've played this team before and you know what to kind of expect. Yeah, Drew, um, obviously uh, John Elway had a lot of faith in you as the quarterback, even though you hadn't played a lot going into the season, made a big commitment to, you know, bolstering the offen- offensive weaponry around you. How much do you benefit uh, from his presence in terms of interacting with him on a somewhat regular basis? Yeah, it's been huge for me. I think it's been one of my favorite parts of being able to come in after games and talk to him, kind of hear what he had to say, what he felt I could have done better, what he thought I did good, um, and stuff to you know look forward to and do better going into the next week. Um, anytime you got a guy like that in your corner, it's a huge help. And, and when I say after the game, I mean it's immediately after the game. You know, I come in a little late because we do the press stuff and on the field to where I come in, it's almost halfway broken down with Vic. And me and him right after that, we'll talk. Emotions are high. Um, it's a very real moment for both of us. And it's been nice to kind of have that feedback and talk right after the game. At what point do you feel like, you know, that won't be part of your mind when you play these guys? Or do you think that's always going to be at least a little bit of piece of you when you play the Chiefs? Yeah, you know, it's hard to forget 21, 22 years of your life, especially when I'm only 23 now. It's my first full year out of Kansas City. Um, they'll always, I mean, everyone remembers their hometown. So there'll always be that feeling of, you know, my parents are actually leaving Kansas City to come see the game type deal. Um, it's nothing that makes you play different. It's nothing that, you know, I'm so amped up this game this week. Here we go. Like, that's not how it works. You should be amped up for every single game every week. But um, it is cool. I'll say that. I mean, it's cool to be able to, you know, kind of put the Darth Vader mask on and, you know, steer away from the Jedi and come to the dark side, so to say, uh, over here in Denver. Um, it's kind of like playing that guy. Hopefully I can be that guy and uh, get a win this Sunday and start the, start the rivalry. And are guys aware of that it's been since Manning that you've beaten the Chiefs? Oh, without a doubt. Um, it's, it's apparent. It's been said. Shoot, I probably had it told to me three or four times today, and we don't even get to be around each other. You know, we're doing all the virtual stuff. You hear it through virtual meetings, and it's being said. Um, be nice to maybe snap that streak, but um, yeah, it's it's definitely. A, I'll say it's definitely a known thing, and we're excited about giving that opportunity to be able to be able to stop that. And what was the second part of the question, Troy? You were so many deep strikes in that game plan. How much yeah. does that give you confidence? Because how we see a game called kind of is a reflection of the confidence he has in you. Does that? Yeah. Yeah. It's been nice. I mean, like I said, I think after the game, you know, a lot of, a lot of coaches, you know, ask you how you want to get back in this game. You know, I've been out for a little bit and dialed up a nine ball outside, a little alert outside. And that was, that was it. That was going to be the first ball I threw. And, you know, that in itself really speaks to me about how much coach, uh, Coach Shermer knows who I am as a player. Um, a little check down is not going to make me feel warmed up and ready to go, but rearing one back and letting it fly um, 
kind of lets me feel kind of in the game a little bit. Hey, Drew, good to see you. Um, hey, along the lines of what Sam McDowell was asking you, um, what, what, did, what do you think you got out of that game last year? It, it, I, I know you're saying now that, you know, you, you, you won't play differently, but I, I'm sure there was a little hurdle there. And then I have one follow-up after that, if you don't mind. It's definitely nice to have the first one out of the way, um, especially in Kansas City. I can go back there for the second game, and we've already done it. We've already felt it. So um, they're def- I don't. I wouldn't say there was a hurdle uh, with it, but you know, there's definitely some extra thought about it. I mean, you're going home. Any guy that goes home is going to. If Phil was playing for someone else and he came here to Denver, like, oh man, here's Denver. I'm back home. Like everybody has that back home feeling. It doesn't change the way they play in a game, but everyone has that and. Sometimes it's fun to have that. It's cool to come in and be like, wow, this is where I grew up. And I'm playing on the biggest stage that when I was a kid in eighth grade, playing out of my middle school, I wanted to go play in the NFL one day. And now I'm doing it in my hometown, but I'm not on that team. And, and just along those lines, too, you, you mentioned the Darth Vader thing. I'm, I'm, I'm curious if you can speak to why you, why you enjoy that and a little bit of – how that's played out when you've been home. Have you had some episodes uh, where you've, you've had to, uh, you know, been, been confronted or, or just sort of strutted your stuff? Yeah, well, of course, you, you automatically become the bad guy if you're from Kansas City and you and you uh, go play for Denver. Um, it just amplifies it even more that I went to the University of Missouri. You know, I'm born there. I went there, never even left. Devoted those 22 years, like I said, to that state and to that city. Um, and then in an instant it's gone. Like I, like I changed sides there and, uh, come to the, come to the light over here, come to the good old Denver side. <laughs> it, it's fun. It's fun. Especially just, you know, I've always been the good guy. Everyone back in Kansas city, that's, you know, you're a true son if you go to Missouri and be from Missouri. And that's just the vibe that I got everywhere. I was in Lee summit. Everyone knew who were as the Missouri kid. And now it's like, oh. He used to be that guy, but now he's now he's a different Bronco. My family gets it. Um, my cousins get it. It's 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 one of those things. It's like, do I put my Bronco shirt on today to go walk around Kansas City? Without a doubt, I do. I'm going to put it on and uh, and be prideful for what it is. Drew, Andy Reid said today that you play big. What does it mean to hear him compliment you like that? And then, do you agree with that notion that you tend to maybe play bigger than you practice or kind of turn it on in those big moments? Yeah, uh, any compliment from Andy Reid is one that you can take to the grave and be proud of. That's for sure. Uh, my dad has always speak highly or spoke highly of him from back in his days of playing. He's well respected in Kansas City everywhere you go, um, and well respected in the NFL. Um, he put together a great team last year that won the Super Bowl. So, like I said, any compliment from him is great. Um, but I, I kind of. You know, it takes a lot of focus in practice. You know, the lights aren't on. You're not scoring touchdowns necessarily, but everything you do in practice will come into the light on Sunday. And I feel like we practice hard enough. We try to be disciplined enough in practice to where we can come out and try to make those big plays. We've seen the looks. We know our plays. We know our scripts. We know our, you know, everything to be able to go out there and play big, take the shots when they're there. Because we're confident in the plays that we're getting called, and we're confident in the guys around us to be able to go out there and try to make those big plays. Mm-hmm.